You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. And the topic. The primary character that we're going to hear about and learn about is a man by the name of Asa. Asa, at the time of the text, had just become the king of Judah. And when you look at our main verse here, In the book of Kings, it tells us that Asa was loyal to the Lord all of his days. He was loyal throughout his life to the Lord. When it comes to being a loyal person, number one, it suggests that Asa was righteous. Asa had a relationship with God. I would go so far to say, based upon Scripture, he had a solid relationship with God. And likewise, we should have a solid relationship with God. I should take my relationship with the Lord seriously. So much so that I'm mindful of Matthew 6 and 33 that I put nothing before God's righteousness, no one before his righteousness or his kingdom. I keep my God and the things of God first. Loyal number two suggests that he was a faithful man. He was a faithful man. He lived by the word, walked by by faith. He was committed to his God. Didn't let anything or anybody separate him from the love of the Lord. And finally, a loyal person is is genuine. They just real. And that's what we need to be. We need to be real, genuine in the church and outside the church. Just need to be real. Tell somebody we can learn from Asa. Now, because Asa was loyal, the Bible says that God gave him rest. As he was king, God kept things, the scripture said, quiet. Another verse says, and the Lord gave him rest. As long as we are loyal to our God, young people, likewise, the Lord will give us rest. He'll cause us to prosper, cause us to have peace, cause things that work out together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose. 
Life, young folk, has its ups and its downs. But it's nothing like having peace in the midst of it all. It's nothing like going through the storms of life, but, but you still got some peace. It's nothing like having trouble in your life, but, but in your mind, in your heart, you have Romans 8, 28. You know it's going to work out together for your good because you're loyal to your God. You love your God. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 11, 28, 29. Basically said the same thing in the Old Testament. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And what will Jesus give? I will give you, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul or for your life. As long as we do like Asa and stay in the will of God, God is going to give us rest. And so, again, Asa is the primary person that we're going to learn from today. And this is important that I mention this because we're going to look at a few verses. We need to understand that the scripture teaches the things that were written are written for our learning. They're written so we can learn and grow. We're not just going to hear about Asa just to be hearing about him and his life. God wants us to learn some things, apply them to our life so we can mature, grow, and be productive. We're just not getting a history lesson. We're going to learn from King Asa. So we got to see ourselves in the scripture. How many are still with me? Our text today reveals what I call loyal lessons when you consider the life of Asa. We're going to look at his life and we're going to learn three loyalty lessons that the Lord wants us to have. Because the scripture again says there is nothing new under, under the sun. And so in order for us to get these lessons, we, we got to explore Asa and some of the moves that he made in life. One way to get wisdom in life, young people, is through observation. One way to learn things is to just pay attention and look at the life of someone that you see naturally or you see in the scripture. Y'all still with me? So we're going to look at Asa's life. The first lesson we're going to learn is a move that he made as it pertained to his father. When Asa became king, Prior to him taking the throne, his father was the king. His father was named, we'll call him, 
Abijam. He was the king of Judah before Asa. But the text says in 1 Kings 15 and 3, young folk, that he walked in the sins of his father. He was an evil man. He did that which was contrary to God's word. He lived a lifestyle that ultimately caused death. Because the wages of sin is what? Is death. So keep in mind, here you got Asa looking at the lifestyle of his father who was king before him. Asa made a choice not to walk in sin like his father. The scripture says in 1 Kings 15 and 11 that Asa did what was right in the sight of the Lord. His daddy did sin, but Asa said, I'm going to do what's right. That's my daddy. That's my father. That's my kinfolk. Regardless of what he do, I'm going to do something else. First lesson, loyal saints know who to follow. When you consider yourself loyal to God, you have to know who you should follow and who you should not follow. You got to have sense. You got to have discernment. You have to be able to recognize, though this is my kin, though this is my blood, if they choosing to go to hell, that's their choice. Even though I'm young, even though you're a teen or in your 20s, you have a choice. You can change your family legacy for the better. You don't have to be down just because daddy wasn't in your life. Look, that's his choice. He didn't want to be a part of your life. If you be honest, you good folk. That's his loss. Now, you're not going to let hate get in your heart. You're not going to let unforgiveness get in your heart. But you can let a change get in your heart. And you can say, I'm not going to be like my daddy. When you are loyal to God, you don't allow the choices of your family or your friends to get you bitter. You choose who you will and who you will not follow. Asa followed the pattern of his spiritual father, who was David, instead of his paternal or natural father. Ain't God good? Even if you don't have a good example in your family, it's still a good example somewhere. And, and Asa said, I'm not going to follow daddy's example, but I am going to follow the steps of David. Young people, when you are loyal to God, you have to choose who you're going to follow. And you can, and you can flip it. 
Because you can come out of a good household but still follow the wrong folk. You can come out of a household where you was brought up right, you was provided for, but then you can still choose to follow somebody that's wicked. You can mess up your family legacy. You can, be, you can have a godly name, but then you can be the one that mess up that godly name. You always have a choice. Just because your mama got pregnant when she was young, that don't mean you got to get pregnant while you young before you get married. But look, you got a choice. You can bear children just like the next girl. It's your choice. The devil ain't going to make you do it. It's your, it's your choice. Your granddaddy didn't go to jail. Your daddy didn't go to jail. Look, you can mess that up. You can make the choice to start hanging with folk that's going straight to jail. It's your, it's your choice. So you can, you can continue the family legacy or you can change the family legacy. Somebody ought to shout praise the Lord. And I love what Asa did. He said, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to make the best move for me and for those who are coming after me. Every day Young people, you leave your house, you go to job, go to your job, go to your school. You have to be conscious of who you follow. When you get on the internet, who are you following? How you carry yourself, you picking that up from somewhere. Who is it? The righteous have to choose their friends or who they follow carefully because the wicked, the Bible say, can lead them astray. You don't play the victim because you may come from a bad situation, but then again, you don't be lazy to live up to a standard that has been set because both of those are disgraceful. You have a choice. Lesson number two comes from a move Asa made when he became king and his grandmother was on the scene. When Asa became king, his grandmother, we'll pronounce it Machiah, she became queen mother. Somebody shout queen mother. Now the queen mother was a mother of the king who sat on the right hand of the throne. She was often allowed to have social and some political say-so. She had influence. She had influence. And she would be right there, the Bible says, right beside the king. She was revered. When it came to Solomon, his mother was named Bathsheba. And so when Solomon took the throne, 
The Bible says when Bathsheba came in the room, he rose, he bowed to her, and he even let Queen Mother sit right, right beside him. So this was a woman of influence. But look at the move that Asa put on his own grandmother. But Asa, the Bible says, removed his grandmother from being Queen Mother because she practiced and influenced idolatry. She had made an obscene image, the Bible says, and put it before the people to worship. And so when Asa saw what his own grandmother did, he said, you know what? You can't be queen mama no more. Look at somebody and say, she couldn't be Queen B no more. Which brings us to lesson number two. Loyal saints don't co-sign foolishness. You don't go along with folk that want to do dumb stuff. You shouldn't co-sign foolishness. Asa stood up to his own grandmama and said, no, you know what? Enough is enough. We're going to cut this off right now. And there's some of us in here. Let me tell you something. You can't be loyal to God and be loyal to folk that are on dumb stuff. You can't co-sign that. You can't co-sign getting high and you trying to be loyal to God. You can't co-sign whole activity and be loyal to God. You can't do it. When you see Nicki Minaj and, and Megan Thee Stallion and Ugly Red, I mean Sexy Red, and you seeing them going, hey, hey, you don't co-sign that foolishness. You a child of God. What are you doing? You don't co-sign that. And as a young man, you don't co-sign that. Bring it over here. You don't co-sign that. If you got a friend or an associate that wants to practice homosexuality. That's their choice. But you don't co-sign it. You don't call the boy, girl, you crazy. Why are you co-signing that foolishness, that sin? You don't co-sign that. When you dance to music, an artist that don't live for Jesus, you know what you're doing. You co-signing it. You giving them influence. You're saying this is okay. This is all right. Yeah, God blessed me with this car, but I'm going to co-sign it and play this demonic music in the car that God blessed me with. Yes, my mama paying for this phone, or I'm working to pay for this phone, but, but when you download demonic music and you are letting demons entertain you, you co-signing what's being offered 
Paul said to devils. Don't call sign. Now remember, this was his grandmother. You have to ask yourself, Trinsetta, who are you close to? And you co-sign they foolishness. But at the same time, you said you love the Lord. See, the Bible goes so far to teach us that what fellowship does light have with darkness? That don't mean you shouldn't talk to folk, greet the folk, but, but there needs to be a distinguishing difference between the darkness and the light. But see, what's going on in our day and time is that you got the light trying to mix with the dark. But we need to learn from Asa. You got to get to a point to where you say, you know what? You can't have this influence in my life. You got to come off this throne. Don't allow the wrong people to sit in a position of influence in your life. Don't do it. Don't allow someone who has sexual experience to influence you who knows what's right and what's wrong. Don't give them that type of influence. Girl, just use, just use a rubber. and then That's giving them too much influence. Girl, you know they got a pill now that you can do it raw and take the pill. Then you don't have to worry about nothing. That's too much. That's too much influence. Look, man, go ahead and get high, smoke this, and then take this. And when you do a test, it ain't going to come up because it's going to keep you. That's too much influence. Am I too raw for y'all? Notice... David had the same attitude, Psalm 1 and 1. One of the first verses mama taught us when we were children. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That Bible wrote right. Nor stands in the seat, he was just playing with it, of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You know, the Bible says that one sinner destroys much good. All it takes is just one. Not a room full, not a car full. The, pre the preacher in Ecclesiastes said one, just one. You love people, you try to help people, but you don't give the wrong folk influence in your life. It takes, notice the notes, courage, boldness, and the fear of God to be influenced solely by the Holy Spirit. Let me help young couples out. When you, when you get married, when you get married, she gonna come into the marriage with some issues, and he going to come into the marriage with some issues. The two got to become, got to become, y'all got to work some things out. But, but whoever is weak in the relationship spiritually 
doesn't need to overpower the one who is strong. How in the world are you co-signing drinking in a Christian marriage? Well, I just do it when you get on my nerves and I need this to bring me down. I'm not co-signing that. Well, you get, what? no, who do that? And where they do that at? Because it ain't going to be, going to be here. No, 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 we're not, children, I love you, but we're not going to watch that in this, in this house. I'm not going to co-sign that foolishness. How many understand? You got to be bold. Because if you're not bold, folk will run over you and folk will use you. And then in the end, you know what they're going to do? They're going to laugh at you. They're going to laugh at you. So you got to get bold. And that boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. Asa didn't co-sign it even though it was his grandmother. But the third lesson is the one that I'm really going to deal with a little bit more thoroughly. We got two lessons. The third lesson we find is in our main verse. Where Asa did not remove the hot places. Tell somebody, say, Asa didn't remove the high places. He was doing a good job, but this is one thing the scripture highlighted he came up short in. The high places were altars. Places that people went to worship and give offerings to pagan gods. Sometimes they took animals and they would sacrifice them. Sometimes they would do money. But get this, sometimes they would sacrifice children. They would do these things in the high places. Imagine taking a baby or, or, or a goat or some other type offering and, and offering it to a pagan god. The high places were where they built shrines and, and images to pray to and show respect to. And get this, the high places were tucked away. They, they, were, they were in places that sometimes were not obvious. Off on the mountain, the scripture teaches. Sometimes they would be off on a hill somewhere or up under a tree. Images such as these. These were what some illustrators and historians considered to be images of the high places. They were places that they would go and just give respect, worship, and offerings to something or somebody else that wasn't God. That wasn't the true and living God. And so when Asa became king, 
The scripture says at one point he went through and got rid of the high places. And he commanded the folk to learn from the word and worship God. But then it says in our verse that he didn't remove it, which lets us know that they started popping up again. Or the people of God went right back to doing what God had delivered them from. Lesson number three we learn from this is that loyal saints remove secret idols. When you're loyal to God, you remove idols out of your life. And you don't give them no place no more. Once you destroy them, you don't rebuild them. And see, God's people in scripture were known for destroying high places and idols. But then they would go right back and rebuild them again. Somebody said it should not be. Let me give you a scripture to back up what I'm teaching. 2 Kings 17, 9 says, Also the children of Israel secretly did against the Lord their God things, look at this, that were not right. And they built for themselves high places in all their cities. From watchtower to fortified city. He said, man, they doing secret stuff that they should not be doing. They building idols for themselves. It's a modern day picture, young people, of saints that are loyal to God, loyal to the church, but still got secret idols in their lives that need to be removed. You still got that one booty buddy that you run to when you get that itch. You, 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 you ain't took them out your contacts. You, you, ain't, you ain't stopped texting them. But, but what you do, when you get to going through a little bit, you give that secret person a call. You said God delivered you from the weed and from the vape, but you still got the vape pen. You still got the weed man number. Why haven't you totally destroyed these high places? Why are you secretly rebuilding them and running back to worship them when you get to going through things? You ain't took the app off your phone. You deleted it, but then you went back to the cloud and bought it right back down to your phone. And get this, your phone said your storage was full, but you messed around and made room to get the app back on your phone. You rebuilt. 
you rebuild it. And see, teaching like this ain't going to get the preacher too much help, too much amen. But I know I'm telling the truth. Y'all can't fool me. Because there's nothing new under the sun. You don't play with idols, young folk. You don't play with idol worship. You don't thank God for delivering you from something. Then you go back and get entangled again. Bought you out from listening to who you used to call your favorite artist. But then when they drop a new mixtape, you go right back, right back to it. Where's the loyalty? Tell somebody, don't play with idols. Got to remove them high places. You got to get them down. Jesus said it like this. You can't serve two masters. You're going to love one. And you're going to despise the other. You're playing with a jealous God. He wants our complete loyalty. You don't want him saying, no wonder they can't really praise and worship me because somebody else is getting that praise and that worship. Somebody or some something. Paul said it like this to the church in his day in Galatians 5 and 1. Y'all still with me? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Once God makes you and I free, you got to fight to stay free. Once God makes you free, you got to stand in that. You got to fight. That's why he's telling us week in and week out, are you praying? Because if you don't pray, Luke 18 and 1 says you're going to faint. You got to build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And you're not exempt because you're young. That excuse ain't going to work with God. How many have ever heard of Moses? By show of hands. And how many of us have heard that Moses led God's people through the Red Sea? Come on, let me see the hand. Even if you don't know where it's at in the scripture, you heard of. But see, there was another event that happened with Moses that'll blow your socks off. And it's in line with what we teaching on this morning. Y'all, let's go to the book of Exodus. Y'all still with me? 
While you're going to Exodus 32, now I'm going to have it on the wall, but if you got your own Bible app, you need to follow me. You need to see this with your own set of eyes. Now, many of us know how many commandments did God give Moses at the top of the mountain? Ten commandments. How many remember that story where he went to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments? God spoke to him and wrote it on some stone tablets. Let me see if I'm still, y'all still with me. How many remember that story? For those who don't, the Lord told Moses, go to this mountain and come up there, worship me. I'm going to give you a word for the people. And that's where we get the Ten Commandments from, or what we call the Ten Commandments. Moses goes up there, hears from God, gets the word, and then begins to come back down the mountain. Let's pick it up in verse 19 of Exodus 32. I'm about done. So it was, let me see if y'all with me, as soon as he came where? Near the camp that he saw the calf, and the dancer. You know what these folk did while he was up praying? They went and took off all their gold jewelry, melted it down, and made a golden calf. And instead of waiting on the Lord, they began to worship the golden calf. Doesn't that happen to some folk? And our day and time get tired of waiting on the Lord. So they go do their own, their own thing. Let's pick it up. So Moses, the preacher, the pastor, anger became what? Hot. And he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Imagine me coming out of here getting so upset and I just throw the Bible at the television. Well, the tablets was the written word. He said, man, I'm just, I'm just, ah. And we up here recording. Imagine that getting on tape. Pastor Baker come up and get so mad, just throw the Bible, he mad. That'd be something to talk about. Verse 20, let's keep it going though. Then he took the calf which they made. Burned it in the fire. This is the preacher. And ground it to powder. And scattered it on the what? On the water. Hey, check this out. And made the children of Israel drink it. Totally destroyed it. And made them consume it. 21. And Moses said to Aaron, Here's a minister. What did this people do to you that you have bought so great a sin upon them? What I want you to see this is that Moses considered the idol worship to be a, no, a great sin. Putting something or somebody else before God is a great sin. Even if you're putting yourself before God, 
what in the world? What in the world is going on? Now, for the sake of time, y'all need to read this. Moses said, I'm going to talk to the Lord and plead on your behalf that he don't kill you. That's what he did. He went and prayed, and, he, and, and the Bible records his conversation. He said, Lord, just, just don't kill them. Don't take my name out the book. <laughs> don't take their name. Lord, just be merciful. Thank God for an interceding shepherd. And he went and prayed, and God had mercy, but he had some unfinished business. Look at verse 20, 35. Look at verse 35. After the prayer, God passed judgment on their idolatry. It says, so the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. Cursed them. For idolatry. You got to know when, when, whenever a person start putting something or somebody before God, that's a cursable offense. He put a plague on them. God does not change. In, in, in the New Testament, Paul went to a city called Athens and the entire city that knew God was in the idol worship. He, he, he saw it and he got so vexed he just started teaching and preaching the word and I, and I believe because he didn't want judgment to come on that city. The same way Asa had some unfinished business some of us in here you got some unfinished business. You need to destroy idols that are in your life. Destroy them. Remove them. Take care of that. It's not cute. It's not something to play with. Whether it's a mindset, a person, or something that is tangible. If it's before God, get on your business. Because spirit-led folk are loyal to God and him alone. As I get ready to close, I want to give you the verse that I just spoke about and another verse. Let's go to 1 John and then we're going to be done. 1 John 5, 21. How many are understanding? Yeah. If you get more excited about sports than you do God, you need to handle it. If you push yourself to study, but you don't push yourself to pray, you need to handle it. You'll spend your last for a video game or to take out or hang out with your friends, but, but you won't prove God with an offering. You need to handle that. We need to enjoy life, but don't nothing to nobody come before God. 1 John 5, 21. Look at 
Look at what Pastor John said. Little children, keep yourselves from, from let's read it together. Little children, keep yourselves from, protect yourself, guard yourself. You don't play with idols. And then he says, amen. You have to have enough boldness. No, nah, I ain't messing with that. No. I don't do sports betting. I don't do that. I don't try to pick three, pick four just to get me some money back. No, I don't do that. That's, that's idol worship. That's, that's coveting something that I shouldn't covet. No, I ain't doing that. I'm keeping myself from it. Now, I could hit. My number could hit, but, but I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. They, they can show me what Drewski do on social media all day about his numbers hitting and this, that, and that. No, no, I'm keeping myself away from that. You have to keep yourself. If you're the type of young lady, you just easily get all bent out of shape. When somebody say they like you or you cute, you better guard yourself. Because some young women, they just lose it once a man or a young man or a boy come in their life. They just knows why. Wide open. Bottom line, they worshiping that boy. And the boy walking around like, I got him. Yep. I got him. She mad, but I call her back in an hour. She, 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 I got him. Keep yourselves from idols. Last verse, Acts 17, 16, the verse I spoke about. Look at this. Now, while Paul waited for them, at Athens, his spirit was provoked. He got upset within him when he saw the city was given over to idols. Not a family, but an entire city was given over to idols. whole city. Don't ever want to be to the point where God looks at his church and say, man, they come loyally, but they got some idols in their life. They got idols in their life. Some of them spend more time on their phone. They worship that phone. And they will not seek me, learn of me, and such. We don't want that. We don't want that. She will not move in the church. But put on stage. Put on a football field. Put on a basketball court. Put, put her at a gymnastics routine. She'll move every piece of her body. But a come in God's house and will not move. That then became her, her God. We don't want God to look at that. Look down at the MSW and say, yeah, they come. But they'll spend 200 on a purse, 
400 on some shoes. They'll spend 30 on an app. They'll spend 15 at the movies, but won't put on the altar. Cheerfully was being asked. Money has become their idol. We don't want that. Matter of fact, I don't want that. Let me ask y'all, do y'all want that? No. And so we have to take care of business. 